Welcome back to Rally DNA in association. Once again, we're a kind sponsor, Slip and Grip Automotive. Slip and Grip Automotive are a UK-based motorsport events organiser and members club. They host various event types throughout the year at a number of UK locations, including track days, sprints, tarmac rally testing and social events. They're also the sole organisers for the Bont Rally Stage in Mid-Wales, a great tarmac stage providing great prep for crews before tarmac rallies in the UK, Ireland or further afield. To find out more, visit www.slippinggripautomotive.co.uk. You can find the link in the description of this episode below and make sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Killian Cronin, but I'm just one half of this Anglo-Irish partnership. So as always, joining me from across the Irish Sea is my articulate, passionate and expressive co-host and good mate, Jamie Arkell, creator of the Gravel Coup and the biggest advocate for the Skoda Octavia World Rally Care. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm grand. I mean, you, I've just had uh, one of my best mates write my my epitaph. I mean, that, that'll go well on my gravestone when I eventually pop my clogs. That's perfect. I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have asked for better. No, thank you very much, man. I'm uh, I'm very well, um, in a good place, and super excited to talk about Rally Legend. Yeah, it's just around the corner now, so it seems like so long ago that we were there and we booked the Does accommodation. It? I, I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know we booked like this year's accommodation, like the week we got back. I don't know. It seems, yeah, I just once it's, I did that so early, I've just been looking at it on my, in my emails. How long have we got? Um. But yeah, right around the corner. By the time you're listening to this, it'll just be a couple of days away and we will be getting ready to pack our bags and head out there. So yeah, basically this week, Jamie and I are jetting off to Italy once again, taking a drive down to the beautiful Republic of San Marino, which is once again hosting the incredible Rally Legend now in its 21st edition. Um, But before we talk about this year, maybe we should talk about exactly what this event is. If somehow you've stumbled upon this podcast and haven't heard of Rally Legend, which is based out of the San Marino Olympic Stadium. Jamie, how would you best describe this very special event? Um, The ultimate celebration of rallying, rallying history and rally culture uh, that it's possible to get. I mean, it's, uh, it's an event that any self-respecting rally fan really should make tracks to go to um especially as i suspect it it can't go on and on forever because it's got that just perfect mix of being um you know safe but equally a little bit lawless around the edge in the best way possible um everyone there from the competitors to the spectators and everyone between is beyond passionate um obviously the roster of cars and drivers is is beyond reproach and uh yeah, and it's you know in a, in a beautiful country, a beautiful part of a beautiful country, and everyone there is incredibly friendly and nice and welcoming. So, and you can do it all for the cost of, oh, you know, if you were going to spectate a, a WRC round in Europe and and not stay in a tent, I, I dare say you'd pay more to do that. And I know which I'd be putting my money on. So yeah, Let's go. Thank you. Yeah, the San Marino tourist board and the Rally Legend organisers could, could save that soundbite now and use it to, to advertise the event. I, I will absolutely sell myself on my principles up the river for a small sum. And it, and it really is, for, for people who are thinking of going, and, 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 and by the time you listen to this, it's probably too late for you to go, but um, like just to put in perspective, I this will be my fourth time going to Rally Legend, and at no point has flights accommodation and a rental vehicle cost me more than 350 euros. 
all in. So it's um, it's incredible value given uh, what you get to experience and witness. Yeah, I mean, I, I think our flight to be booked quite quite tardy about I don't know like two months ago, and they were like forty pounds or something for the return. So that's from Stansted to um, Milan. Yeah, yeah, no excuses. No. I've been a couple of times, as I said, um, but last year, Jamie, it was your first taste of it. So after after years of seeing video footage and listening to me yammer out on about it, were you prepared for what you met when you arrived? Um, if anything, I was worried that my sky high expectations would 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 be too high, and I'm happy to report that was far from the case. And I also, perhaps understandably, given my knowledge of the event prior to going, was watching YouTube footage, which tends to focus almost exclusively on either the stadium or the, the final uh, event stage, the uh, the one in the, what appears to be, what, like a, an old concrete works or something. Um, that that was my image of a legend. It's obviously far more than that. It's uh, it's the nighttime activities and it's the, the, the special stages out in the, uh, the beautiful Italian countryside. Um, I, I'm just completely blown away. Uh, it obviously helped that I was uh, was going with yourself and and a group of friends, uh, but you know everyone we met was was incredibly friendly. Gave out lots of gravel crew stickers. Met some very passionate Italians, and and yeah, I, I was smitten from from the moment I got there and counting down the days to get back before I'd even left. There's a few. There's a few. Uh old school Fiat Pandas knocking about that part of the world and with gravel crew stickers emblazoned across the rear, rear windscreen. Yes, the, um, the, the, I would say so, but to not play the uh, Fiat Panda drinking game. Otherwise, you'll be well and truly assholed within, within 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what stood out to you the most last year? Would you have like a highlight amongst the car selection or... Or any particular highlights from the stages in terms of the action you saw out there? Oh, I mean, stage-wise, you know, it's impossible really to to pick an actual absolute standout. I mean, my favourites were probably standing by the start-finish on the the Friday night, um, watching watching Group B. I mean, of course, the difference is, you know, I've been to to many. UK-based uh, backward, rearward-looking rally events, um, or retro, rather. And they're all really good and really, really worth going to. But there's always the suspicion that, for understandable reasons, the people with the cars aren't driving anywhere near 10 tenths. And you only have to be at one stage at Rally Legend to realise that is not the case over there. These people are you know, driving S1, E2, Quattro, as if it was... 1986 um it's it's very full on uh and 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 very leery and standing at you know 8 p.m uh in, in the gathering dusk watching watching quattros and delta s4s uh take off like the proverbial scolded cat was was everything i was hoped um there's also a sort of something quite intoxicating about getting about getting a bit blase about otherwise ridiculously impressive cars like you know oh it's another Del it's another Lancia 037 I've seen seven of those and occasionally <laughs> you have to pinch yourself it's like if I, if I was if I was at home this is a car that I would you know you break your neck across. to look at exactly that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> another one common as muck yeah. these things <laughs> they're giving them away they're giving them away in a lease package exactly that 
Um, but if I had to choose a particular stage, either the in in a hairpin we were stood at with the fellas uh, with the extraordinary Fiat Panda that converted into a sort of pop art viewing pro a platform, which was which was pretty good. I remember getting quite uh, quite inebriated and sunburnt on that day. Um, and then I think the following day when we managed to get to a really good spot behind some armco on uh, yeah. on, a, on a good hairpin and, and 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 it was all that that's exactly what i kind of had in mind yeah. from valley legend that that particular bit yeah that was the the third corner three corners into the last special stage before they went to the the, the legend stage again so we were standing we were looking before. looking down at the start line and then they would come down hairpin, and we were at the the, the next hairpin, yeah. um, where we got to see um, newly minted world champion at the time, Kalarovampera, fling his uh, or or not his, but uh, his his boss's uh, <laughs> Salika ST one eight five one eight five around with with sheer abandon. Nice work if you can get it. Yeah, um, which was funny given how seriously his boss was taking proceedings. <laughs> The yes. most serious man at the whole event was Yari Matty Raffala. He was going out to win it, and he was, there was no sliding because that was not fast. Uh, On rails. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, the sheer variety of cars, uh, and, you know, to just to focus on the Group B and, and Group A heavyweights would be to do the whole event a disservice. You know, it's all there from uh, from cracking Mark IIs to, to 131 of our, lots of Group 4 stuff. Um and and you know lots of all the stuff you know phobias and the like it's um it's the complete package if you're only going to do one historic or you know non-contemporary rally i dare say that's the one to go for in my experience having said that i've never been to the eiffel rally festival mm. so it's probably not a fair thing to say but it, it can't be it can't be any better right it can only tie <laughs> and and we're not being paid by the organizers to say this either. Should should uh should be made clear. Um, but if unless they want to pay us, of course, in which case we'll keep saying it. But um, uh, my email address can be found somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I mean you look at the other ones. I mean there is no shortage of these show events. They seem to be becoming more and more popular, more and more prevalent. But they seem to be trying to aspire to this. And you know, I think look, the setting plays a big part for Rally Legend as well. I think maybe. There's a bit of an alignment of the stars, as it were, um, that adds a bit more to the atmosphere and, and how it looks and how it comes across and the accessibility for everyone. Um, although, although obviously the quality of cars at the likes of Eiffel is also superb. Though, looking at some of the, the entries for the other show events, there doesn't seem to be quite as many as well uh, as what you get at Rally Legend. The, the sheer volume of historic vehicles is, is massive. I think the fact, and you're completely right, absolutely. Um, but I think the fact that it's got this kind of um, cult appeal about rally legend, it's been, you know, you, you have to have been, to be a rally fan, you really have to have lived under a rock for the last you know, two decades now to have not been aware of rally legend. You know, a slow grassroots build up from, from the early noughties to now where it, you know, kind of is the premier uh, oldie worldie rally event. And, and, and that kind of means a lot. Um, and you can see it, as you say, in, in the entry list. You know, it's it's a who's who of of, of WRC champions and nineties and noughties uh, WRC regulars. Um, yeah, best place in the world. <laughs> Which probably should bring us neatly to maybe some key points of this year's twenty first edition. Um, some of the highlights to include, I suppose, 
we'll go back to some of those stairs you mentioned just um we could be here a while listing all of the star drivers but yeah, uh, just to give you a flavour, we'll see Mickey Biazian, Francois Delacour, Piero Liatti, Alistair McRae, Andrea Aguini, Jimmy McRae, Stig Blomquist in an S1E2. Um, that is, that's that's the standout, isn't it? You know, in historic spec. I mean, it, sorry, it, you know, from a historic mindset, like that is, there's not a, a rally a rally fan in the world who shouldn't have their, their pulse quickened a little bit by that combination. Yeah, because they're all going to be driving the period cares as well it's not getting out for a spin in a new thing or or, or or an even older car it's you know Delacour in an Escort Taurus Cosworth you know Biazian in an Integrale um, you know Alistair McRae in, a, in an Impreza 555 and yeah. Blomquist in an S1E2 which is just incredible like we shouldn't be able to see Stig Blomquist drive an S1E2 in real life and that should be a thing of YouTube but here we go this is where you can find it and, and and you can have a well mixed Negroni while you do it in uh, in Rally Legends, so it's very civilized, very bourgeois until it's not. <laughs> to too many. <laughs> it's a it's also a, a celebration of Juha Kankinen's four world titles, as it is now thirty years since his final one, uh, and he will also be attending. Um, and there will be some sort of open to the public party, according to the website, uh, to celebrate that, um, whatever that may mean. Um, it's also the 30th anniversary of the launch of the Group A Impreza 555, which has been celebrated with a gathering of some of the most famous 555 Imprezas and being piloted by some star drivers, um, with the latest one just being added to the list being N1WRC, in which uh, Conor McRae won uh, the 1996 Rally Catalonia, the last event Colin would win in a Group A Impreza, uh, which would, I guess, make it the last event that a Group A Impreza won. There's a, a strong legendary Irish uh, lineup contingent as well this year as well, haven't we? You know, in terms of uh, Austin McHale, uh, Ray Breen, um, and uh, and Nesbitt and Co. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be quite something. Mm, absolutely, Donna Kelly in his M3, um, Thomas Fitzmaurice in the only Impreza S12C, um, which is always a highlight of mine to see uh, whenever I do get to see it. So yeah, strong. Strong contingent of paddies going out uh, and will be represented by many Irish fans going out there too. I suppose some other highlights for me from this, you're looking down the entry list. You know, there's two Ibiza Evo 2 kit cars. We've got two Audi S1 Rallycross EKS uh, supercars driven by current World Rallycross drivers, Johan Christofferson and Oli Christian Vaby, who, who may uh, pop up in this podcast a little bit later. We've got two of the current Rally 1 cars, a Yaris and an i20. The year has been shared with by uh, Lorenzo Bertelli and uh, Yari Matti Laffala, who, who will only do it for drive it for show runs, and uh, the best sounding anti lag king of them all, the Escort World Rally Care. Hit me to the post on that. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, um, cracking and enumerate focused WRCs. More yeah. Lancias than you can shake a bottle of martini at. <laughs> Uh, uh, a quattro s1 in uh, pike's peak flavor um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be the oh and of course everyone's um favorite <laughs> triumph of marketing over engineering finesse the 307 wrc mm. um, yes I, I did see that one down the list well we're of course lacking the 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 best rally car in the world there's no octavia but uh, it, it can't be perfect 
Right. There is, however, an accent that you are seeing, right? Marcello Biotto. So, so that's that's uh, representing the 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 uh, the also runs of the, 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 the triumvirate. Exactly, the triumvirate of also ran wooden spoon contenders. Which, which is more, more frustrating is that there is someone in attendance who has an Octavia Evo two and didn't bring it, um, or he's bringing an Impreza rather instead. So, um, that's a shame. We need a Cordoba as well now. Mm. This we need to start our own celebration of of rallying history just with those three cars together. Um, have they been re- have they been reunited in one place since? Who knows? <laughs> the anti-heroes. But yes, no, it's grand. I mean, even and also away from from watching the rally cars. I mean, the the service park and the um uh, uh the, the the stadium. I remember me and you stood there. With the sun going down on the on on the first day or whatever it was, and you just have to pinch yourself seeing, I don't know, two hundred odd rally cars that with a, a you know representing every single era and category of notes, yeah, all parked side by side, beautiful weather, fantastic people. Oh, couldn't I couldn't as you can probably tell I couldn't wax lyrical enough about it. <laughs> And it's the fact that you couldn't possibly get closer to these cars in the service park. There's nothing to keep the public away if there's a car up on 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 stands or or parked under a, a canopy. You can wander right up to it, and, and people are very happy to engage you in conversation about it. You know, sit in, have a look, get as close as you like. People are the people there are very happy to display their cars and and let, let people appreciate them. Um, you know, for the rarity that you get to see them. Um, which is, you know, wandering the service park alone is is a highlight in itself. Not just seeing the cars on the move and 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 in flight. I think for me, anyway. Yeah, and and you know, from the the drivers we spoke to, you know, everyone is, as you say, you know, completely uh, down to earth and and happy to to talk about you know the minutiae of of rallying back in the day. Well, I think you know, and that might be enough of of us two as Jamie put it, waxing lyrical about the event. So maybe it's time to have a chat with some people who will also be in attendance in a slightly different capacity than us. We now welcome TV presenter, WRC commentator, an all-round nice chap, uh, Mr. Mike Chen. Uh, and I'm sure his voice may be familiar to all listening, as Mike has spent a great deal of time around the World Rally Championship over the years, even once competing in Wales Rally GB a few years back as part of the series Going Straight Sideways. Now, fresh from a relatively recent trip to Ireland to do the Ravens Rock Rally in a Super 2000 Fabia in honour of his late friend and the dearly missed Craig Breen. He is, like us, bound for San Marino in the coming days, albeit unlike us, he will be back in a rally car. Mike, you're very welcome along and thanks for giving us your time. You're most welcome. I think that was that was a hell of an introduction, Killian. And I, I think there's a lot of people there who've just gone, oh, not this guy again, and just switched <laughs> off. You shouldn't have done it. It's too much of an intro. <laughs> I can I can tri- I can trim it I can trim it it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for having me along, fellas. Thanks for coming along. So I mean I I must admit the one of the things that uh, obviously we're going back to the Ravens Rock Rally, uh, a very poignant event, uh, especially this year. And I think the thing that always struck me this year was the quote on that Skoda, I think it's a, it's a fantastic mix. I mean, that from, from the poignant to the straight-up hilarious, I mean, it, it seems to be a, a really fitting reflection of Craig's personality uh, in car form. How did you go about amassing them? I mean, it must have been quite an entertaining, an entertaining process. 
Yeah, look, it was. And, and the way you've described it is brilliant because that's exactly what we were trying to do, you know, is to it was to cover all of Craig's personality and bring him as best as we could to the Ravens Rock. Uh, and, you know, and, and as it's turned out, which we'll talk about in a bit, you know, other rallies as well. Um, but because he was such a funny, you know, he was just like a, a, such a down-to-earth, funny, entertaining guy, but very emotional as well. So there was a, there was a mixture of... of a funny quotes on it and emotional quotes and, and I think everybody could relate to the car in one way or another <clears throat> and it's certainly you know you, you couldn't look at it read those quotes and not think of Craig Breen so that's it's nice that, that that you've got that as well that came across but basically we we, we decided myself and Sean Hassett decided we were going to do the rally in memory of Craig um, and we had to come up with an idea of what we could do um, that would be fitting and as we said do our best to bring our friends to the to the rally and we came up with this idea of just coming up with quotes because there were so many and that's what made Craig one of the things the many things actually that made Craig so uh, likable so liked so famous in the WRC and, in, and part of the rallying world at home in Ireland as well um was you know the stuff that he came out with so we decided let's just let's just get a load of quotes together and we, we spoke to the WRC drivers we spoke to friends family there's so many you know, the most important people in Craig's life, um, you know, came up with, with those those quotes and, and, yeah, we slapped them all over the car and it, I think it turned out really, really well. No, I think it was beautifully executed. I, I actually, unfortunately, missed uh, Raven's Rock this year, but I did get to spend a great deal of time looking at the car a few weeks ago at Deja Vu Cork and it's, uh, it, you know, I, I'd seen the photographs and, and, and footage and stuff, but even up close, it just, it, it's really, really well done because it's not. It's not just the quotes of how they're how they're laid out on the car and everything. It's really smashing to look at, and I, I think you know, judging by the crowds I saw looking at it that day, I think there was a lot of appreciation for it. That's look, that's the main thing. If we, you know, we always said if we can get if one person looks at that car and starts speaking, talking about Craig and 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 has memories of Craig, then it's done its job. But I think. It's done. It's been a lot. You know, it's been way more than one person. Lots of people look at it, and some people were getting emotional at it. You know, over at Ravens Rock, and other people were smiling and laughing, and could remember when he said certain things and stuff. So, yeah, it was nice. And and look, it was it's, so much of that's down to Andy Fanning because it's Andy's car, and um, you know, Andy put that car up, and uh, and it was actually a bit of a surprise to me. We had we actually had different plans for a different car, and Andy said no, um, and and as a result of. Um, of the Ravens Rock and everything else and getting to know Andy I've, I've become great friends with the man he is an absolute gentleman to his very core and um, you know it's, it's it's sad that I didn't that this, that this is how I've got to know Andy better um, mm-hmm. I was great mates with Craig um, but if I was kind of on the east Andy had been on the west you know and they were but Craig was in the middle type thing you know so our paths never really properly crossed I knew who he was but we've become very very close and um uh, yeah, and he's uh, he misses Craig dearly. So it's it's yeah, it's um, he's a great man. Incredible work, man. Um, do, do you mind if I ask how you and Craig first met and how you first struck up a friendship? We were um, so my mother's from Offaly, so oh. um, I'm regularly going back home to help the lads draw in bales and silage twice a year and all that sort of thing. And uh, so, and we we're both massive fans of Father Ted. Craig, oh, you're in good company. Craig could, have, Craig could have written it, but I remember, I distinctly remember. Um, so we both came from karting. My back, I raced cadets and, mm-hmm. and, and did Jicker and Formula A. And Craig's a few years younger than me, but he came through the karting ranks as well. So we had that in common instantly, the karting stuff. And then, but I distinctly 
remember when I interviewed him for WIC Academy, um, and he'd kind of done some, he'd done the Fiesta, cha- the championships and stuff like that, and there's a lot of rallying at home in Ireland, but we, it was the WIC Academy. It was the first round, and I made a, a Father Ted comment, and he replied instantly with the, with, with, with the response, and we just hit it off from that moment on, and everything that he found funny, I found funny, and we became very, very close friends, but it was, it was instant. And, um, yeah, and, and he, and he, do you know something, lads? He never, I can promise you this, he didn't change. He was, he was always, always had his feet on the ground. He was so humble and he was so, um, grateful for, uh, every opportunity that he had as well. You know, he didn't take any of it for granted. He was, he knew what he, he knew the opportunity he had and he knew that that was the, an opportunity that other people would have loved as well. Um, and and he never ever took that for granted. And he did think about the people as well who didn't get the same opportunity he did. And not a lot of people do that. He was, yeah, very very humble, humble, uh, humble man. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I was I was prepared for that to be a good anecdote, but I didn't expect it to be quite that top tier. I mean, can, yeah. you, can, yeah. can you get the uh, the the, the uh, fucking hell uh, Father Ted quote? No, on a soundboard. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what? It was, it was Father Ted and the Dunbelievables. Oh, even better. <laughs> like, yeah. John, John Kenny and Pat Shaw. I, I remember watching uh, Dunbelievables, the telly, uh, and just roaring with laughter. Or Bridie's Kristen on YouTube. And that was just, mm. that was Craig's sense of humour. So we just, we could sit and like, watch that for hours. Like, uh, yeah. Brady's christening is absolute god tears. So I'm going to have to send that to you, Jimmy. I don't know if I, I know you know your father Ted, but I think I'll have to introduce you to Dumbelievables. Um, there's people Genius. listening to this now. There's going to be like a, a Dumbelievables revival or something. <laughs> there's taking loads yeah, of hits now on YouTube. What, what what in the name of God is Brady's christening? Yeah, exactly. um, Genius. Pure genius. Go on, go on, yeah. go and find it. That's what yeah. that's what YouTube needs to exist for. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, you're completely right about that, that relatability about, you know, his, his appreciation of the position he had and how lucky he was. I mean, uh, is at the end of Rally Australia 2018 when he finished fourth in the C3 WRC when he was, you know, so emotional and choked up just trying to just trying to express how happy and lucky he was to be driving the new generation cars. And it's just, I don't know, you know, I mean, so relatable to, to every rally fan. Uh, what a fella. Yeah, he was. He was a human being. He was a human being. And and he wasn't, you know, James Coleman said it, it didn't matter if he was walking through a field in Schlieveru or uh, walking down the street in Monte Carlo. And, you know, he didn't care. He's just, he was, and Craig was, he just wanted to go rally. Like, it, and he, he loved the historics. He loved rallying at home in Ireland. You know, the, double, the reason he was doing the WRC was just because he was too good not to be in it. You know, he was that good and, 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 and but, but it didn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered to him whether he was rallying, you know, a, the, a, 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 a Nissan Micra or if he was doing a WRC, as long as he was in the seat rallying. And you know, he, that was one of the things that made him so was he just loved the sport. He loved it. And, he, and as I said, he never, never took it for granted and realised he was very lucky as well. Yeah, that's why you know he was so special to you know to us on the outside looking in as fans. It wasn't just watching another quick driver like there was you know so many before. It was we felt like we were along that journey too, that we were part of that journey because ultimately that relatability was there, and we felt like we were we were on on for the ride rather than just you know watching some bloke competing at, at the top level of his of his sport. Yeah, lots of, lots of people said that, and, and look, look, that's all credit to. to 
at the end of the day to Jackie and Ray, who are two amazing human beings, and Kelly as well. And, um, you know, they're just... J- Jackie is, is just the loveliest person you'll ever meet in your life. She's just typical Irish mummy, you know. And um, and and Ray, Ray, I think, he wouldn't mind me saying this, put that competitive side in, in Craig. So he was just... It was just the perfect, the perfect mix, I suppose. It's like for want of a better way of putting it. And you know, we've got a lot to thank, thank them for for giving us Craig Breen. Because um, and and listen, he did so much for the World Rally Championship. I think you know he brought personality. When we got to the end of the stage, you didn't get. I'm not saying this is what you do get with other drivers, but but you didn't get that that kind of pre-mixed answer, you know. With Craig, he was honest, and you you didn't know he would either make you laugh or he'd make you cry, you know. And it was real, and so he did an awful lot for for the sport as well. It wasn't straight out of the media training playbook. Um, no. At the end, there's an anecdote there. The, gig, the giggling, the giggling pin fell out of the laughing shaft. We put it back yeah. in. It'll be all right, you know. Like who comes up with that? And we yeah. need more of that. We do need more of that. Like quality, pure quality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, objectively, that is a really wonderfully bizarre quote as well. I love it. <laughs> Surreal. Yeah. It was great. And um, just to, to, to before we kind of finish up on Ravens Rock, I guess, what was the experience for you like in the Caramway? Because I know, look, you obviously you, you've done you know no 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 small amount of of pedaling fast machines over the years, and 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 like I said, you've been behind the wheel of a rally car. You've been on both sides of a rally car. Uh, in in relatively recent past, but given that it was you know uh, a, such an emotional event, but then to get behind the wheel, you still had to be you know somewhat on it as well, you know, because it's a it's a powerful machine on tight Irish tarmac roads, um, and it looked like you know you and Sean had had a great time in the car, look a lot of laughs, but a lot of emotion there too. But what was the experience like for you from the from the driving perspective then as well? Um, uh, it was honestly like it was just about get around. You know, it, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't trying to set the world alight. I didn't want to bend Andy's car, you know, and, and I didn't want to damage the livery because the idea was that everybody saw it and everybody mm-hmm. could, you know, see it at some point of the day and everything and take pictures. So I didn't want to, but um, but it was important that it got through the stages. Um, so I didn't want to bend it. That being said, we had a bit of a dig in one stage. I think we were second or third quickest in class, which, you know, and then, you know, there was weird things that happened. We We picked up two punctures after the end of one stage, like right after we'd crossed the finish line. As we'd gone through the finish, the finish boards, the rear left went, we changed it, drove 100 metres and the front left went. Why that didn't happen in the stage, I've got no idea. And straight away, I was just thinking to myself, is Craig trying to tell me something here? Like I'm getting a bit big for my boots, just <laughs> raining in a little bit here, Pedro. And then, you know, there was, there was, it, was it was beautiful because um, all around the stages, there was, you know, CB forty two and 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 all that kind of stuff. So Craig was definitely there, and it was it was so nice to see. And it's a, it was it was a privilege for for me to be a part of that, but to also see really how much the Irish fans thought of Craig as well, because there was, you know, as I said, around, you know, you maybe do three or four, get through three or four sections of corners, and then you'd see CB again or hashtag forty two or something was there. So it was it was it was really emotional. <clears throat> It was a privilege, and um, you know, for, for me, I really enjoyed it. At the same time, I did. I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I st- when I c- climb into a, 
a rally car or a race car, I still get the same excitement that I did when I was jumping into a cadet when I was eight years old. You know, it's still there. So I did enjoy it, but it was a different kind of enjoyment. You know, um, it was it was yeah, it was an emotional day. And with, with Rally Legend now. Is is that sort of a continuation of what you went to Ravens Rock to do? Is that is that one of the reasons that you're attending this event and, and in that care? Or how 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 did your attendance and and, and that care with, with Andy come about this time around? Uh, well, Craig um was a massive fan of legend. You know, he he'd done it a few times before. He was gonna do it again um this year. Um and Andy, not many people know this, but that Skoda had just been it was rebuilt for Ravens Rock and Andy had never driven it. So I was the first person to drive that car. Um, and I didn't realize that until like a day and a half beforehand. So I'm thinking this Andy Fanning is mad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like either that or the most trusted man in the world, but, um, to let me loosen it. And, um, but that's the kind of human being that he is. He's just, and, and we've just become very, very close friends. And Andy and Ray and James Coleman, they're all great friends. They're doing Rally Legend as well. Ray is going to be there in, in the, the Subaru Legacy, um, which is brilliant. Uh, he'll, be a, he'll be a massive hit with everybody who's there, so that's great. And, um, and Andy just said, look, Jenny, I'm doing Legend. Do you want to come and sit in the car? And I said, I'd love to. And, and uh, for me, and I know for Andy, um, it will be an emotional, it can't not be when you look at the car, you can't not think of Craig and you can't not have that, that feeling, but it's all for the right reasons. And again, if we can just get, if one person comes and, and looks at it and smiles and remembers Craig, then, then it's worth, it's, it's worth it. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the event. I'm looking forward to having fun with Andy and Ray and, and the guys and, and, uh, and Craig will hundred percent be along with us. No question. I think you're spot on about the, I mean, the, the poignancy and the, the degree of sadness, but because of the the way that the livery has been done, the tribute has been done so well, it's hard to feel, it's obviously very sad, but when you do feel very, very sad and, and morose, there's always a very hilarious Craig as heck tribute quote coming up, you know, in a few panels later. So it's hard to be too morose for too long, you know, and I'm sure there's no way that's not going to be well received in, uh, in Rally Legend itself. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I think so. And, and I think as well, Knowing Craig as I was so as I you know as I did, you know, I was very lucky to know him as well as I did as to call him a friend and to speak to him regularly on the phone and, and stuff like that. You know, he wouldn't want us to all be sad. He'd want us to remember him and to enjoy what we're doing and to and to laugh and have fun. That's what he did. That's what Craig Breen did. You know, he was able to see the positives and stuff, even when he was going through some really dark times in in his career and stuff like that. He was he was still able to find a positive in things and. Um, you know, as I said, if someone looks at that car, remembers Craig, and talks about him, then it's then it's job done. And and look, the the car is yes, the car is is a running tribute, but it's there's so much more. I think, and I hope to come. You know, that that will bring that's is far more about Craig's legacy than than Andy's than Andy Skoda. It will it will always be there. That the, the the quotes will always be there, and it's a very, very special start. I think a start to 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 a future where we have. I mean, hopefully, we can we can get a rally. We can get all the WRC drivers over to Ireland uh, to do an event, and I think that would be great. Um, and I know there's people working on that in the background, um, and, and that would be a great memorial as well. Um, 
and, and more than that, working with Motorsport Ireland, I think like, what, what's going on in Ireland now with rallying is is unbelievable. The support for young drivers, what's 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 going on over there in terms of bringing the future on uh, in Ireland is is enormous. It's it's similar to you know the FFSA. Um, um, so I think there's a massive um, there's a really bright future for rallying in Ireland and for you know you've got young Josh McAleen and all those guys coming through. I think it's I think it, the future's bright and I think Craig Breen had an awful lot to do with inspiring those young people and I think hopefully with things that will come we'll continue to inspire them. In Rally Legend itself, is it, a, is it an event you've been to yourself in a previous capacity? No. And apparently, apparently it's, it's hard work just fi- get finding your way to the start of the state. Honestly, I think I'll probably, we're probably just going to end up stopped by the side of the road for a pint somewhere, lads, because I've got, I don't think we're going to make it to half the stages. I'll be, <laughs> be lost. I'll be lost. I'll be, Andy, I'm sorry. I'm lost. We're lost somewhere in San Marino. But he's the sort of, he, at, He's the sort of man who'd laugh at me and say, "Come on, we'll go for we'll go for a pint." He doesn't drink, it's, you know. We, you know, we'll we go there. We'll enjoy ourselves, and it's a privilege to be asked by Andy to go and do it. He has become a great friend of mine, so I'm um, yeah. It's we'll have we'll have a lot of fun, and, and as I said, we'll be there for all the right reasons. Fantastic, and with, and with, with a bit of luck, I don't do a terrible job. Oh, I know. I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe I'm fine. sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't share your optimism, Gillian. <laughs> we'll be there to look out for you, look out for you either way. So yeah. like, you'll have a yeah. laugh. <laughs> we'll be there to laugh at, laugh at me. <laughs> well, you, 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 you sat beside uh, Elfin Evans in a, in a, in a full-fat World Rally Care calling note, so I, I'm sure this will be, will be a walk in the park in comparison. You, I think I think that I think what you've seen is the edited version. <laughs> that was the third take. <laughs> and, and Elvin was very very patient. What's uh, on the cutting room floor? Yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's why that shakedown stage looked even shorter than normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, but it, it was it was um that was a cool thing to do. I I'm I've said to Andy, don't expect much, and he just said I'm not. And that was the end of the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this particular event, uh, Mike, you know, there's no shortage of these these kind of show and historic events these days, Uh, you know, Eiffel, Alsace, etc., but this this always seems to shine brighter. And look, obviously, you're you're deeply entrenched in you know the motorsport world and, and rallying. You know, why do you think people are drawn to this particular one so much? What what what's the attraction of this one over the others? I uh, I, I I think that you tend to you, you you tend from the start you tend to get big names there. I think there's been an awful and and there's been an element of freedom in it. You know, you always see the shots of cars doing donuts, and there's a bit more of a show to it. Um, which is great because I think for the fans, they want to see those old cars going sideways. I mean, there were great shots of Craig throwing things around down there, you know, mm. um, getting getting absolutely insane angles. And and that's kind of what it's about. It's about putting on a bit of a show and running these old cars and, and for, for people, be, to people to be able to see them. And as well, it, it draws a lot of the old legends of the sport. You know, you're going to, you get those, the, the heroes of the sport to come down and, and they they're getting stuck in in the machinery that they used to rally, and I think I think that's really nice for people because the golden days were very very special days in rallying. You know the the the, the mid nineties, 
uh, you know, everyone knows about the Group B era, but even, you know, Group A and then into the 90s, into the early WRC cars, you know, people love them. People love those cars. When we had 10, 11 manufacturers in the sport, it was amazing to see those cars running. Um, so I think, I think Rally Legend kind of encapsulates all of that era, of, the, 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 of that era a little bit. So it's, that's nothing against any of the other events that run, and they're all they're all amazing. We all love to see the cars, but I think it's a it's just a really well organised event, and um, and the weather probably helps a little bit. Um, even if the, even if we'll end up getting sunburnt, but you know, like uh, the uh, yeah, I think it's just a cool event, isn't it? Is it is it an event you you've heard WRC drivers talking about? you know in your capacity you know commentating on the wrc you know have you actually heard you know the likes of ogier or so talk about it yeah i mean well listen craig loved it for a start and he was a full and he was a fully fledged wrc driver so oh, of course. He, yes yeah, yeah. He, he used to talk about it a lot um terry vills mentioned it a few times so yeah i've heard people talking about it um as i said i'm excited to go i think it'll be great crack and we'll enjoy ourselves and uh and yeah it'll it'll be a lot of fun I hope that we don't end up getting too lost, and um, more importantly, people people come and see the car and and take it for what it is, you know, um, and 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 look at it and smile. That's that's what we want. I think uh, I think it'll give people a lot of smiles out there. I know it's it's given us a few, and um, and there'll be a huge amount of Irish in attendance there, as there tends to be anyway. But outside of that contingent, there's going to be plenty more because obviously he was loved right right across the world. Um, so, Mike, thanks so much for coming along. We'll see you out there. Uh, we'll be sure to, to wave the, the flag as you pass us. It, it'll be the one with square spelt wrong on it, just if it make it stand out. And, uh, <laughs> Are you going to own up to being the one who misspelt that? I don't want my name attached to that. Oh, right? well, it was me that misspelt it. Yes, yes, yes. In, yeah, it's, um, I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, and, and let, let us know where the session is on Sunday night and we'll buy you a point. A hundred percent, definitely. <laughs> oh, mate, thanks for coming on board, bud. Oh, no, thank you for having me, Phil. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Mike, so much. Okay, so joining us next is one of the biggest entertainers Jamie and I witnessed at the 2022 edition of Rally Legend, Norway's own Oli Christian Veby, incredibly talented rally driver, rallycross driver, and 2019 Norwegian rally champion. Now, at the time of recording, Oli Christian is in South Africa preparing for the next round of the 2023 World Rallycross Championship which is resuming after a bit of a break. But while I'm sure he's focused on the upcoming event at Killarney Raceway, I wonder, is there a chance he's already thinking about how many sets of tyres he can destroy flinging an S1 supercar around the hills of San Marino in a few days' time? Ali Christian, thanks so much for joining us on the Rally DNA podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, no, it's good. Uh, you know, I'm in South Africa and... Uh... It's the it's a nice place. I've never been here before, so it's a new, um, completely new experience and um, yeah, a new place for me. But uh, I must say, it's uh, it's very very beautiful here, and um, yeah, the people here are so kind, you know. And uh, I was at the track uh, yesterday and uh, had a look, and um, yeah, they're preparing the track for for this weekend. So uh, so it's looking good. It looks like a nice track. Track and stuff. So we're here to talk about uh, Rally Legend, which obviously you were at last year, and uh, again, competing or taking part in next weekend coming. I've heard it said that you described uh, last year's Rally Legend as perhaps the most fun you've ever had in a car, uh, which is obviously quite a statement coming from someone uh, such as yourself with years of rallying experience. 
quite simply, why so? What was so good about it? I mean, it looked, certainly looked like you were having a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was definitely not a lie. I mean, uh, yeah, it's like you said, I, I had so much fun <laughs> last year. And, um, you know, every time I show up into a competition, you know, it's, it's always about, you know... Uh, focusing and doing your best and then uh, you know getting into bed uh, early and you know keep energized and <clears throat> but uh, but rally legend you know there is no timing for us since we are in this um, I don't remember the name of this show class you know it's legend I don't remember but uh, it's um it's no timing you know we we, we just do whatever we want we have like uh, we have like a crew that is following us with a like a chase car you know uh, between every stages because we are driving Driving the supercar uh, rallycross car, so so the fuel tank in that one is not not so big. So um, um, we have to refuel, you know, before and after every stage, especially the longest one. There, I think it's around ten k's. So um, it barely we can barely do the stage with uh, with that car and with that fuel tank. So we have to refuel, you know, before and and just uh, at the finish. So it's. I know it's like I said, I had so much fun. It's no no serious, just about putting on a show for the for the spectators and go sliding and you know um, rev limiter and you know that that car that I'm driving is 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 so extreme. You know, it's it's even fast, much faster than WRC car. And you know, I've been I've done a couple of rallies in a WRC car also, so I know I know how that is. And then for sure. That's a lot of fun as well, but it, then everything is so serious, you know. You have you are so focused, you know. But here is just uh, a legend. It's just about having fun, and um, that was really really nice for for once to just just go to a rally and have. Only thing is the the only goal is to have fun, and uh, we managed. And then, I guess some people have seen some videos and what we did last year. I think I think everyone um, liked what we we put on and. Uh, yeah, this year I think we we know a little bit more what we are going into and and how to uh, let's say do it even better uh, for for everybody you know to because it's it's not so easy with the the tires. I mean it's a it's a it's a car that has a over six hundred horsepower and um, yeah you have to save the tires somehow a little bit. But you know that is very very difficult. You're, you you just want to pull the handbrake every time and just go full throttle. So. Um, um Matthias Ekstrom he did it back in I think it was 2019 mm-hmm. and then yeah. he uh, he uh, he did it with the same car um but he he tuned down the engine a little bit and then uh, when uh, you were uh, our team boss when he when he asked me if, if uh, what we should do and I said no 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 we're not tuning down the engine we're going full power and uh, <laughs> just it just have to work so and it worked I mean I retired, uh, I think, on the second to last stage with a turbo issue, but uh, but anyway, uh, we did the, almost the whole rally. So, um, oh, it's probably the most fun I've ever had in my life in a in a rally car, or rallycross car, or whatever. <laughs> Fantastic. It was incredible, man. I mean, some of the scenes, like you know, me and Killian can can vouch for you. You certainly didn't look like you were uh, sparing the tires or or the fuel level at any at any time. I mean. Uh, and just watching you, you know, catching Delta S4's hand over fist time-wise as well. I mean, it's it's bizarre in the best way possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we, there is a video where we are like, 
we are um, overtaking this Lancia Delta mm-hmm. in a in a long hairpin. I think that yeah. we were there. Uh, I don't. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> One corner cool, further cool. down. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. But uh, <laughs> but that video that we posted on on Instagram, I don't remember, but I think it has a couple of million views. So I mean, it's um, amazing. Uh, something something that people really liked. So um, and we actually me and Jonas, my co-driver, we. We spoke about it because we, you know, we started uh, behind all of these Lancias and and Corollas and everything. So I mean, we we spoke because we catched uh, during a stage. We catched two, three cars every stage, and mm-hmm. we we're like, it was almost a bit fun, you know, to catch cars. <laughs> Shocked when we came behind them and just passed them, you know, in like uh, because they they didn't drive fast, you know, they just yeah. wanted to finish the stage, and you know. So we we passed them, you know, in some extreme speeds, and and then we also spoke about it before. Uh, I don't know, it was that that stage, but maybe the stage earlier or whatever. We spoke about that. It would be so fun to catch one of these cars in a hairpin and just go around it on the outside, and that's exactly what we managed to do uh, <laughs> one stage later. So um, that was a big achievement. That's amazing. That must be what it's like because I remember being there and I, I have a video I can send it on to you from that hairpin and it's just the camera. It was, it was actually someone else took the video who was with our, our group and you, he's just focused on this Lancia coming and then all you hear is this explosion of noise and, and the S1 just appears full sideways as the Lancia looks like it's barely moving. You know, it was incredible to watch. <laughs> More of the same. Oh, super, super fun. <laughs> I guess what yeah, you're saying is... Let's hope we is, can uh, do it again this year. Oh, for sure. And I guess what you're saying is the lesson you learned is bring an extra truck of tires uh, for this event. Yeah, I think we're bringing something like 50 or 60 tires, but that's for two cars. Uh, but I mean, it's 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 a lot of sets of tires. So, And we learned that we can... We can drive a little bit with a, with a harder compound uh, because we've... Like in the end, we tried the set of the the, the harder compound, and uh, that worked pretty well because even though it was not so hot and long stages, uh, our car, you know, it produces a lot of temperature into the tire. You, you mm-hmm. just do a launch uh, of the start line, and then you have the temperature that you need to to uh, to make it work. So, so it wasn't an issue. And this is these are some things that we learned for for this year. So I think we we arrived arrived this year with a little bit more. A little bit more prepared, and um, we know what we're going into. So um, that's going to be super cool. Is there much changes that have to be made to those supercars? Because obviously, you know, running it up a rally stage is it's outside of its normal habitat and the way you'd normally prepare one of those cars for a run. Is there much work that has to go onto those beforehand, or is it just a case of bolt on the tires and stiffen the suspension and go? No, it's not so much work actually, and that's a that's a good thing about Rally Legend. You know, the the organizers there they are super super nice and and uh, are helping us to to make this possible because a rallycross car is not made uh, for rallying. You know, it's like like I said with the fuel and etc. We have to to be able to refuel before and after the stage, um, and also. Um, <clears throat> we don't have any lights on the car uh, normally, and then I mean we have a brake light, but we don't have any. We don't have any front lights, you know, that you are actually supposed to have on a, on a, on a rally car and should be on, you know, at uh, at every time. So um, <clears throat> we <laughs> we get a kind of a 
what do you call it, um, uh, disposal, or what do you say, uh, like a permit mm-hmm. to to drive without. And then, because we do also stages in the dark, you know, and mm-hmm. and then we just put on a, um, a light pod from from a rally car, from a, from a Skoda R5, actually. So um, it's not so much to do. I mean, then also to fit a, to fit a, a co-driver seat, of course. Um, but it's not so much space there. So it's a bit, yeah. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit. Uh, it's not so easy for the co-driver, and it gets so hot inside the car also because the, the exhaust temperature is so high in this car. So uh, there's some small challenges, but uh, but it, but it's possible. So um, it's not so much work, but um, but um, it, it's super cool that they they allow us to do it and that we're also possible to do it. Um, what did you expect before you your first visit to Rally Legend, um, and did you think it? would be quite as much fun as it turned out to be. Mm. No, not, I don't know what to say, but not really. I, I knew that it was going to be extreme. Uh, I know the car from before because last year I did this rally cross Nordic in that car. So, so I know the car, I know how extreme it is. I know how, how fun it is to drive and how fast it is. Um, but I didn't expect that atmosphere and uh, and then i mean all the spectators everyone is cheering everyone is just going crazy and and also one thing that surprised me is that i've done a lot of lot of rallies like i said the uh, wrc cars r5 uh, you know and, and and everything but i haven't been tagged in so many instagram videos <laughs> as i was in rally legend last year <laughs> so that, and 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 we 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 really wanted that because we we wanted to see you know how we we tackle those corners and was super it's, it's it's cool to see from the outside also and not only feel it from the inside because you want to see how you're thinking on the inside of the car that that's, that must have looked super cool you know and that must must look crazy and then and then when you are able to just you just finish the stage and then you you take up your your phone and you go into Instagram and I see that I get tagged like in. 10, 20 videos on one stage, you know. So um, that was that was super cool to to get that feedback and also to see how crazy all the spectators are there. And um, and also another thing is also to see those super cool cars that they have. You know, they're coming with uh, all WRC cars. Uh, you know, everything from old uh, Corollas to uh, to uh, also some newer WRC cars. There was some seventeen specs uh, WRC cars there and. And Lancias and uh, Audi Quattros and you name it. So you have everything there, that, and they are so in good shape. You know, it's it that that was super cool to walk, have a walk around that uh, that football stadium or whatever it was, uh, where all the cars were lined up that was doing the doing the rally, and just just to walk there and just see how many cool cars there was. That was that was also impressive. And was it was it you who convinced uh, Johan Christofferson to come along this year? Were you were you selling it big time to get him going this year now as well, showing him all the Instagram videos? Yeah, actually, I, I think it was. I, I I told him that I told him last year that this this is so cool. So and I and everyone in our team, I just they 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 said it looked so cool to to be there, and then I said it's it's the most fun I've ever had. And um, <clears throat> I said to you one that we we had to do it uh, together, 
And then he said, yeah, 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 we, we need to do it. And then then he also he found um, some some sponsor to to help him also make it possible to do it. And um, yeah, here we are. And then, but but I but I told him that if we're going to do it, you have to promise me one thing before we're going down, because both me and him we are so competitive. We are competing in everything you can imagine. Uh, I mean, we are so good friends also, So, and we hate to lose. So I said to him before that he was going to do it, I said, you can you can come on if you promise me one thing. We're not going to look on any stage times. We're not going to we're not going to do that. Uh, everything is all about putting on a big show. I mean, we can compete in how good show and how big slides that we are putting on for the for the spectators. And then okay, yeah, yeah, he he agreed on that. Uh, after <laughs> all. So um, that was the that was the the thing that I said that he had to accept because religion is not it's not a competition. It's just about pure show, and I don't want to I don't want to make it a competition. I just want it to be like like we did last year to to just put on a big show. That's um that's uncanny. You predicted what I was going to ask next about whether you were going to have a, a competition between you two about who could do the biggest slide or not. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's going to be the thing that we we can because like it, at least like it was last year. Then I was tagged in so many videos and me and because we I did also the rally you know with PG Anderson and he had the same car, so we had a small competition that who did that corner the best you know who who had the biggest biggest slide and because we were tagged you know in in um, in videos both of us so uh, that was cool I mean that I think that's going to be the biggest competition in Rally Legend this year to to yeah compare to each other and see who did the best. Well, we'll make we'll make sure we'll get some videos of you two guys and we can send them on. And you need um, some boards to hang it up with with a scoring system like the yeah. Olympics. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> and you you spoke of all those other uh, the wonderful selection of cars and and, and you know to be lining the stadium. But having done it now in in the in the the rallycross supercar, is, is there any other car you could possibly think of doing that event in, or is it just spoiled by doing it in the Audi? Could there be any more fun? Mm. I don't know, uh, to be honest, but uh, but I have I have some dreams in my life that uh, I want to do some rallies in some cars, but um, I, I don't know if I want to 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 ruin Rally Legend with that. And I, I think I can do some maybe some other rallies with those cars, but uh, because yeah. I I don't know how we can put up a bigger, even bigger show with another car. So, it's it's so extreme uh, to to be to be driving those those cars in uh, on a rally stage. So, uh, yeah, I mean both yes and no. For sure, I would like to do some some other cars. I mean, it would cool to do uh, would be cool to do in um in like a proper Porsche uh, GT3 or something like that. Uh, I've always dreamt about doing a proper uh, tarmac rally with that or. Um, yeah, I also I also, because my father he used to own um, uh, Skoda Fabia WRC car, so but he sold it before I I was even old enough to drive it, and oh, actually also before I started my rally career. So that's it's it's beginning starting to be many years ago. So um, I 
I always, when I was young, I was always watching that in our workshop, and I was like, I always dreamt about driving that car, uh, but I never managed to do it. So that's also a car that I would like to do a uh, do a rally with once. Solid answer that. Do you ever, you know, given the the caliber of drivers who attend Rally Legend uh, from all eras, do you ever get starstruck at regroup? You know, does the sort of the, the the teenage rally fan in you sort of come out and you want to ask? You have Cantonin for autographs or ask him anything. <laughs> yeah, both yes and no. But I think I most of the guys I I know from WRC, you know. So I think those years have passed a little bit. But but when I was younger, definitely when I met them, you know, in like uh, in the WRC uh, paddock, because I was I I probably grew up you know in the wrc paddock so so um so i know pretty much everyone and um but yeah it's it's cool that they also come to do rally legend i mean that that those guys are are showing up and and uh wants to do it because and i think the reason for that is that they they like this this rally they like the historic thing about it and and all also just just to put up a big show so um it's it's cool that uh, that some some um, some famous old drivers also are are showing up there. I'm sure you have won't thank you for calling him old. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit at least they're a bit older than me. <laughs> well just, saved, just a bit. <laughs> Ali Christian, thanks so much for coming on for this chat. It's been great to talk to you. We look forward to seeing you out there. Um, in the, well, when the team this episode goes out, it'll be a few days away. But for us right now, it's next week. We wish you the very best of luck for your your race this weekend in uh, in Killarney Raceway in South Africa. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you do some big skids. We'll have to get those scoreboards out for you guys. Yeah, I do that. Thank you. Now it's it's always a pleasure to talk about Rally Legend. I can do that forever. You know, I probably I speak about it too much with uh, with people um, because I'm so excited about it, and I, I I'm so much looking forward to get back there. So um, yeah, looking forward to see you there. All the best. Thanks, man. Thank you. So, Philip, what did you what did you make of that? Um, sounds like he's as excited as we are. Oh, definitely, and I, and I know this is obviously a, a, an audio broadcast, but. He was grinning from ear to ear throughout, just um, reminiscing about it. So you can tell that he's really pestering people ever since to uh, about about the quality of the event and and going out looking forward to going and have some fun. So definitely him and um, Johan in in those two S one supercars, um, the EKS RX cars, is going to be another true highlight of this year's event, and uh, I can't wait personally. Exactly, man. Same here. Uh, and let's face it, you can't you can't put on that kind of passion, as you say. It was he clearly felt it, and uh, and can he wait? And uh, it's going to be great to watch him. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're seeing uh, fun seeing if he can uh, top uh, last year's sideways histronics. <laughs> it certainly seems like he's going to try. Um, but if if he can manage to top what we saw last year, it'll be very very special indeed. Well, and he also let let slip uh, a, a spectator tip, tip. Tip: If you want to see him go particularly sideways, you've got to go for the shorter stages. So he knows he's got fuel in reserve. I I couldn't get over <laughs> that. Even like I know, obviously, rallycross cars have a tiny fuel tank, but the fact that it, you can barely make it through a ten k stage, yeah, is insane. <laughs> yeah, talk about optimized for uh, one particular discipline, eh? Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, no, it'll be grand. Um, 
can't wait. And uh, I'm sure everyone listening, if you're lucky enough to be going, feels the same way. Last to join us now uh, for a slightly different perspective is someone travelling with us to Rally Legend this year, our friend and talented wielder of a camera, Kean Donnellan of Ash Speed Hunters and of Ash Taking Photos and all that. Uh, how are you doing, Kean? Good evening, gents. Uh, great to be chatting to you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to getting on, on, on road to, to San Marino next week and the absolute madness that is probably the wildest rally in, in the world. And a party where a rally just sort of breaks out every once in a while, really. What's it like from a, 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 a you know a photographer's point of view? Like, how does it compare to other historic events you've done in terms of being able to get up um, close and getting you know choice photos and stuff and vantage points? I, I was only thinking about this earlier before you messaged me, and I'm going, it's probably on one hand, it's the best event in the world to shoot, and on the second, on the other hand, it is the single most frustrating thing from a photographer's point of view. So like it's it's fantastic. The range of cars, the Italian, uh, Hungarian, the emotion of the fans and the absolute madness that you can capture in a weekend. But it's it's so frustrating because you go to an event and in your head you're going, right, I need to get a picture of the winner and I need to get a picture, you know, a really good picture of one of the big entertainers. You go to a Legends and you go, I need... Paolo Diana, absolutely on the ragged edge. I need a couple of pictures of the big stars. And you go, that's fine. And you get out to the stage. But what is the most frustrating is you've no idea what's coming around the corner next. There is no rhyme or reason or road order or start list or anything. And you can get into a position and you go, I can get a good shot head on or of, of the corner. But if it's like a load of the more, let's say, like the I remember the, the the first year that I or the year that I was there, the road opened with the real historic guys, the like really immaculate Fiat One Three Ones, a couple of Stratuses, and these are guys that are they're they're not pushing on. And you go right, I can get a nice scenic wide angle shot, nothing major, but it's like yeah, look, car scenery, nice. But then all of a sudden, here comes Billy Paolo Diana, and you're like in your wrong lens, wrong position. And you're going, oh, that's frustrating. And then you go, right, you start moving and you change. And all of a sudden, then there's 10 ladders coming down the road. And you're going, it's it's very frustrating, but it's a first world problem because it's every incredible car you could ever want to shoot is coming at you. Most of them at mental speed. And you have free will almost to sort of push the boundaries of safety. We We shoot in a responsible place, but to be a lot less responsible than you might do on a rally at home, if you get me. Absolutely. I mean, let's face it, that's the genesis of, uh, of, of some of the best photos and the best content, right? I mean, it's the unspoken thing. <laughs> um, it, 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 was, it was the thing that, that got me because like, I had a scenario when I was in Ypres and it was like, so when I, when I shoot an event, you almost do a risk assessment yourself going, A, you don't want you to get yourself damaged or injured B you don't want to get the camera and equipment damaged or injured and C you don't want to pose a risk to the driver that you know you might distract them so you sort of you work on that which is fine and I remember you'd, you'd have that down at home and then I went to Ypres and I got quite heavily reprimanded by the, the police over a position that I was in and I'm going that's a very safe position you know couldn't get my head around it then you go to legend and you go right 
if I stand where I think is normal, I won't be able to see the road. Then you push yourself out a bit and you're like, right, this is exciting. This is on the edge. I'm here. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it 90% of the time, but we're here. But then you turn around and there's like 25 Hungarian men that are standing in the middle of the road. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm quite safe where I am here. <laughs> I think Killian had it best when he described it as uh, as a being as close as you get to Catalonia circa 1998 in the modern age. It it is, but then like like I suppose I've I've seen events in I've been to like Rally Hungary and stuff like that, and there is still elements of that. Like probably and um, you know you see Poland as well, like Rally mm-hmm. Poland when that got kicked off the the calendar. There is that madness that's still there. I think where legends especially is that you get these huge swathes of fans that travel in from all over the continent, all wanting to have a great weekend, and you get to understand that right. There's an Irish level of a great weekend and we might have a fantastic party and we'll see the stages. There's the Spanish guys come in and they bring everything. The Finnish guys come down with their chainsaws. The Italians come with flares and beer. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fantastic mix. On top of all the, the cars, just the people that you meet that weekend, it's, it's, it's really special. It's a great cultural exchange out there. You're getting you're getting a serious cross-section at every corner of, of all, all nationalities and how they approach spectating a rally i'd forgotten the uh the, the chainless chainsaws i must admit mm. that was a highlight um yeah and the, <laughs> and the, and the guy the guy refilling the chainless chainsaw was smoking a cigarette as he pours petrol back into it while it's running it's 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 latin culture isn't it i'm led to believe <laughs> yeah like all ollie ollie sharp is being on like a three-wheeled honda monkey bike to you know to really just go Full danger, but it, it's mental then to see the reception. Then that, like, I always, I always find it amazing when I go to a world event and you hear like these guys that we know at home or that we know local that come out to a world event and it's a big story at home to us to look on and go, oh, like say now like the MI Academy guys are doing a world event when you're there and you're you're listening and you're hearing like people speaking in Spanish or French around you and you're hearing the macaroon, the meek, and then you go, but you're over at Legends and all of a sudden it's like Frank Kelly. And you're going, What's Jesus Frank that does the half the events in Ireland? And you're so used to seeing the escort on every back lane and swiping every ditch and has done rallies that Killian's competed on, has done countless events that, that we've promoted or run. And you go, over there now, it's like, oh wow! You go, you should, you should come over here and see when we've got forty other of them competing. Like, yeah, what would what would they see? I don't know, a typical modified um entry list into West Cork. What would they think of that? Because there's like a hush. I know Frank isn't doing it this year, but like when he when people would realize he's coming up the road, there would always be a hush fall over the crowd. Like it's a him and Diana are just like real. They're almost worshipped over there. I think that Frank would probably be quite missed this year, I'd imagine, given how, how many times he's done it. Yeah, and, and it's fantastic. Especially, I suppose, going back to the photography side of it is, you know that when these guys are coming, everything just amps up. Like, there's the flares. Like, it's probably, it is, it's up there my top five favourite photos I ever took was of Deanna. Like, when you, when you think of it, it was Deanna on a Thursday night at a roundabout between an industrial estate a pub and a football stadium in San Marino. Yes, it's like the one three one 
full to the board sideways, like five or six red flares going off in the background. And it's like the absolute madness that these guys bring. And like, it's not just Deanna and, and Kelly. It's like there's a couple of other local lunatics that come out. And like, I remember the, the year we were there, there was guys that dragged like drift cars from across Europe to bring down to park in the service area just so they could go and just go messing. At just night. do rings at and night. Like, yeah. Like, I remember landing in. So, like, the year that I went, I went to my own, had, like, no money. And a lot, like, a lot of my early days traveling to events was every penny was spent on getting to the event and then going, can we survive for the weekend? I think, I think at one point, the year that I went, I had something like, was it like four euro fifty in my bank account? But I'm going, I sat on the bank in San Marino, outside the stadium. So, to my right is, uh, like, Park Farmer full of like every rally car that I've ever worshipped or dreamed or read about. To my left, there's service barges and everything is liveried up. And then right in front of me was Weaver Sport and they were testing the anti-lag on a trio of Corolla WRCs. And the test was by reversing them out onto the main road, sitting on launch control and taking off at pace. And this is at four o'clock in the afternoon. And you're going, yeah, this is this is worth having no money and a couple of weeks ahead where you're just eating rice cakes for fucking for lunch sort of thing. and you're going, noodle like, diet. this is this yeah and you're going yeah. but this is this is living this is rally at its best like it's worth the beans on toast diet yeah i think you i think you put it as, as succinctly as as anyone mm. could have done there keen to be fair uh, again one for the san marino tourist board again i think <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it is. It's it's truly special. And and to be fair, it actually probably sounds a little bit wilder when you describe it in terms of the fan, the spectating action. There's you know they are kind of wild and there's a crazy atmosphere. But there's never I've never witnessed anything that would stop a stage at the same time. You know we've seen stages yeah. stop for bad spectating at home and on world events. There is a great deal of respect there because also these people want to see the rally run like the. They want to see these cars go through. So while maybe it's a little bit different to what you'd see on an ERC round or a local round or or, or whatever, um, there there's there's still a great deal of respect there, and I think there there was no no one really taking the piss, uh, which is great to see as well because they were they are you know proper fans. It's almost like being in a sort of a football sense. It's like being in the ultra section behind the goal on like the Carvasud in in Rome or like. Behind, you know, the, the yellow wall in Dortmund or one of these, you know, mad mentalist full ultra zones. But you're going, I think there's a massive respect for even with the organizers. Like they've had, they've they've had bad days. It's like every event. They've had a couple of, of bad days and they know they need to keep the event wild for it, it is what it is. But then at the same time, you, you see there's, there's an awful lot of improvements that you see every year when you're looking at the coverage and you're going, look, Fans are that small, bit more corral, but still, the drama is as as good as ever. And I think people respect that. That like you you go to you go to certain events and you know it's more in like an event of the area, and people will come out and whereas legends because <laughs> because there are no people in San Marino. Well, apologies to people in San Marino, but you know there are very few people. Everyone is traveling just for that. It's not like. The local guys are going to come out, and the local youngsters on their mopeds are going to come out and cause wreck. Not everyone's here to watch these guys do stupid things, and 
us to come and enjoy it and photograph it and have an absolute blast. So having having had a few years to stew from your first time there, Keen, what are you what are you looking forward to most uh, about going back this year? I think actually the one thing is I'm looking forward to sort of reigniting a love for the sport. I think the last couple of years have been difficult and it's I, I sort of I went to the Monty this year and I didn't overly enjoy it. And I know in fairness, look, it, I photographed it well and it was a great a great event to follow, but I've sort of I need the buzz that I got that time four years ago, like it was, it's the one and only time that I came off a night event. I remember the first night and I was staying in San Marino uh, or, or yeah, up the top of the hill. And I remember going like, this is really special. And we had the night, we had the night show and it was, I came home that evening and I put together an article that night. So it would be normally quite normal that I go to an event, focus on shooting look at the stories later but I remember that night I think it was I'm going to say it was about five o'clock in the morning that I I published or I sent that article for publishing and I'm going this is the buzz that I had that night I came back and you're tingling and you're going this is brilliant and even the next night then it was like just this mental mad atmosphere and then coming back in the road and it was like every every small strip of land that you could see inside the road and close down petrol stations there was just car servicing. And the one that got to me was, I remember turning in to where I was staying and it was a quiet little cul-de-sac. And you're going, right, it's away from the madness now. It's quiet, it's fine. And I went to turn into where I parked that morning and there was a guy servicing two Peugeot 207S 2000s outside the apartment block at one o'clock in the morning. You're going, oh my God, this is, this is just, <laughs> this is magic. Fantastic. Keen, that's uh, I think that you reckon whatever about igniting a buzz, and you and we were excited before that, but I think you <laughs> no, I really can't wait. Thanks very much. No problem at all, guys, and uh, looking forward to seeing you this time next week. Yeah, we'll see it, see you in the airport on Thursday morning, Keen. Uh, so folks, that brings us to an end of this Rally Legend preview special. A couple of days after this goes out, we should be there picking our way through the fine selection of metal in the service park and enjoying the sights and sounds of rally cars from past and present, doing big skids through some hairpins, but enjoying some sweet, sweet cans. If you see us, come and say hello. And as always, thanks for listening. Drop a comment on our Twitter or Instagram about what you're looking forward to about this year's Rally Legend. And please rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. Goodbye.